Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Find Your Fit podcast. This is Corey with FCF Fit. And wanted to just remind you all real quick on the front end of the, our next podcast uh, with Tom Stoneman uh, coming up. I wanted to remind you all that this Saturday is our potluck, our Christmas potluck, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. We look forward to seeing you all. Remember, there is a workout in front of that at 0930. That is a surprise workout. You'll know what it is when you get here. And uh, we're excited to see everyone on Saturday. Remember, also, it's an ugly sweater or ugly Christmas outfit contest as well. And the OneWarmCoat.org coat drive that is going on right now, and that's being spearheaded by our very own Eric Bedient with Medtronic. His company is uh, is uh, driving that, and we are glad and very proud to assist in that um, endeavor. And so if you have any lightly used coats or hoodies, please bring them to the gym, put them in the bin at the front as you walk in, and they will go to a very, very appreciative and needing individual. Um, cutoff for that is January 1st. So we uh, hope to continue to provide those unused coats to um, folks that need them. So I won't delay any longer. Let's get right into this podcast with Mr. Tom Stoneman. All right, folks. Um, apologize if you hear any squeaking. The, the chair that I'm in is making a little bit of noise, but I have a, uh, a very special guest with me today uh, on our podcast, the Find Your Fit podcast brought to you by FC of Fit. Uh, my name's Corey, and I have Tom Stoneman here with me today. And uh, we're going to just sit down and chat and uh, just uh, hopefully get you guys to um, get to know Tom a little better. So if you do know Tom, obviously you work out with Tom on a regular basis he is a noon staple, and uh, Tom, let's uh, let's hear from you. How long have you been a member here at FCF? I joined FCF um, 2013 in July. July 2013. Yes. So it's probably safe to say, um, and you do a fair amount of traveling throughout the year, and we'll get into that. But uh, let's just say you're here 150 days out of the year, maybe two. Mm-hmm. So, uh, quick math, closing in on a thousand, thousand workouts here with us at FCF. That's probably pretty close. True, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> no wonder you're you're in the the uh, the shape that you are in, um, and you're able to still do a lot of the stuff that you are able to do, uh, and and in some cases you do it better than, you know, contemporaries that are half your age. Uh, so, you know, we, we say, gosh, I, uh, if I'm as half in good a shape as, as, uh, Tom is at his age, I'd be, I'd be on top of the world. Um, that being said, can you, can you tell the uh, listeners how old you are? I'm 68. Tom is 68 years young, six, eight folks. So let that sink in a little bit. Um, and again, if you've worked out with Tom, you all can, can easily verify that the man is, uh, is very capable. He's a durable human being, and he gets it done on a daily basis when he's in here. So, age is just a set of numbers put next to each other, right? So, um, that's amazing. That's that's amazing, Tom. Where where were you born? Grand Island, Nebraska. Nebraska. Okay. Yeah, I've got family in Nebraska. Fremont. My mom was born in Fremont. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where Grand Island is. So where is that? You know, it's just outside of. Um, 
Omaha, kind of central, but I only lived there six months. Oh, wow. Okay. And my dad got transferred to Washington, D.C. Okay. What did your dad do to get transferred? Uh, he worked for the Veterans Administration. Okay. He was the uh, engineer for the uh, facility. Okay. Okay. And uh, he traveled all over the United States and drug us with him. All right. So he was he was civilian, civilian. side of it. Okay. Correct. And so um, in, in Nebraska, he was in that role. And then they transferred him out to D.C. Right. Okay. And, and he just went from hospital to hospital as the engineer so that they could keep the profession fresh and not be stale at any one particular hospital. Okay. All right. And, and he, that was in an engineer capacity? Yes. He okay. Was, he was the engineer for the hospital. Okay. And you followed suit because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you're an engineer as well by I, trade? I was a civil engineer. Civil engineer. Okay. Yeah. Um, for those folks that don't know what civil engineers do, what what uh, what, what is your daily What's a, what's the life, you know, day in the life of a civil engineer? Um, they're basically dirt, steel, concrete, architectural finishes put in place, not designed. The design thereof or the construction thereof. And uh, they also encompass the environmental side. Okay. Uh, you... So half my career I was, I started off as a design engineer on the boards, literally doing design work and draft work. Okay. And then I got my professional license in I continued working in industry, uh, and then I went into construction, and then I went into environmental, and uh, I just built things and cleaned up things all over the world. Okay, so the the civil I would and I am very um, ignorant to that line of work, uh, but the civil side versus the structural side, I'm sure you guys probably have to work hand in hand, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. So, what uh, what what's the big difference between civil and structural engineering? Well, as a matter of fact, I specialized as a structural engineer, and that's how I tested when I got my civil engineering professional license. Okay, so it's kind of under the umbrella of it's civil engineering. You, you'll take care of the design and, and uh, of foundations, dirt work, uh, earthen dams, uh, steel and or concrete uh, okay. design and construction. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What's the what's the coolest project you were uh, blessed with working on? Oh my on? gosh, there's been so many. Um, Top three on the on the big ones. It would be uh, power plant. Uh, I did uh, worked on the power plants in Colstrip, Montana, and in North Platte, Nebraska. Okay. Uh, I started out my career as a uh, refinery engineer for Texaco down in Port Arthur, Texas. Okay. Uh, but the thing I guess I'm I'm proudest of is that I worked eight and a half years in the Middle East uh, building uh, and reconstructing for Iraq and Afghanistan military bases and police stations. Okay, for uh, so for the U.S. government contracts. Okay. I would work either um, behind the wire for the government uh, or I would work for the government building an Iraqi base or an Afghani base. Okay, and that was for the that was part of the rebuilding initiative initiative once you know we were pulling out right that and was, to leave them with some, you know a sound um, infrastructure in place correct yeah from I was there from two thousand five to two thousand thirteen wow and how many times did you get to come home during that um, I would rotate uh, basically three months on and a couple weeks off okay and what it turned out to be was I would come home once a year. Uh, we would go someplace once a year, and then the third would be um, wherever we happened to be. So generally, it was two places, someplace in the world, and home once a, 
Once a year. Just once a year? Yeah, for two weeks, maybe two and a half weeks. Wow, okay. Yeah, um, that's definitely that's a, a stretch of time. Yeah. <laughs> To be uh, to be overseas and abroad like that. Um, well, before we get too far down that path, let's let's back up a little bit. Now, um, you you spent six months in Nebraska. You immediately were were uprooted and sent to D.C. How long did you uh, live in D.C.? Until I was uh, ten, and then I moved to Knoxville, Iowa. Okay, so you spent a pretty good amount of your adolescence and you know your 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 younger years in D.C. Right, kindergarten and, then, and grade school. Okay, and then junior high and high school in Knoxville, Iowa. Knoxville, Iowa. Okay, all right. And back because your father took because a transfer, transfer to a new to hospital. Iowa, okay, yeah. okay. Um, what were you involved in in uh, in school at a younger age? I mean, obviously, you, you didn't. You know, you spent ten years in D.C. What kind of stuff were you doing as a kid in, in D.C. And Just what kids do, you know, baseball, um, not so much football, yeah, f flag football, that okay. kind of thing. Okay. But uh, uh, just the sports that you generally, little league, that kind of thing. Right, right, okay. Yeah. What about when you got into middle school, high school? Anything um, change there? I did football until I blew up my knee, and then I did, but I did basketball, uh, junior high, high school, and junior college, okay. and I ran track. Yeah, okay. What uh, what did you do in track? I did the mile. The mile, all right. Yeah. Okay, very good. The fastest was four forty four. Four forty four mile. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've never ran a uh, four forty four mile. So, um, <laughs> and those days of being able to do that are probably uh, getting further and further away from myself. Yeah. But um, the uh, the old saying, I I uh, I never run with scissors, and uh, the last two words are unnecessary, yeah. right? <laughs> Um, so when you graduated high school, you were in Iowa, okay, what, where did you go next? What was the next Lawrence, thing? Kansas, University of Kansas. Okay. Uh, excuse me, I went to uh, Wentworth Military Academy for two years. Oh, wow, okay, and, I did uh, not know that. I got my commission, uh, and then I took a deferment to get my degree in civil engineering at KU, okay. and then I got uh, commissioned upon graduation in 74. Okay, yeah, so... Uh, and w w Vietnam was still kind of... Vietnam was winding down, one, okay. and they had more uh, second lieutenants than they knew what to do with. Yeah. So they basically kicked us all to the curb, and uh, almost everybody did 90 days of active, active duty so that we had some active duty, uh -huh. but not enough so you could get the GI Bill. Oh. And then eight years of reserve. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And government can be... Can be a little shifty like that. Um, well, uh, so when once you graduated from the University of Kansas, mm -hmm. um, that's that's when you, you received your civil engineering degree from UK. Right. All right. And what was your first job? I was working in the refinery in Texaco. Okay, refinery in Texaco. Just as a refinery engineer, they we had a bullpen in in our case uh, thirteen engineers of all different disciplines, just okay. learning how refineries work. Okay. Okay. Um, and that was that was here in Texas. That was in Port Arthur, Texas. Port Arthur, Texas. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good deal. Uh, so you're married. Yep. And your wife's name? Barbara. Barbara. Okay. Barbara and yourself have been married how many glorious years? years? Forty years of marriage. Yeah. All right, and it's all been roses, right? 
it's always that way. Absolutely. Every marriage. Good answer, Tom. Good answer. <laughs> uh, and how many children do you and Barbara have? We weren't blessed with the ability to have kids, so we okay. just spoil one another. Okay. And that's okay. what we've done for 40 years. Okay. All right. Good deal. Hey, you got to spoil somebody, yep. right? Um, so... That all being said, you, you and Barbara have been married a very long time. You've traveled extensively um, and been you know, uh, assigned different places due to the nature of your job. Um, how does she like the, uh, or how did she like the, I guess, the, the travel and you, know, you guys moving here and there um, throughout your, your professional years? I was blessed that uh, she came from a her dad was in the Air Force, okay. so she moved a lot more than I did in my younger years. And uh, when I started just chasing the work wherever it was, she was good with that. Okay. And uh, so we moved, um, I guess, a total of thirty-five times. Okay. I mean, thirty-five times. Yeah, uh, entire household, not always. Uh, there for a while, we just pulled a trailer behind our Zuzu Trooper, <laughs> and I'd go for a six-week assignment, and uh, three months later, I'd go to another four-week assignment, and four months later, I'd go to another job, and, and we just did that for a while. We put all of our stuff in storage twice for a period of three years one time and five years another time. Wow. Okay, so living out of suitcases That's, for all intents and purposes yeah. for a little bit of time, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, and the fact that she, you know, she was an Air Force brat, uh, as they say, it definitely probably didn't uh, hurt. Yeah. You know that plight. So, um, and you were taking care of business. Absolutely. You know, like I said, going where the where the work was. Um, so when you were in Iraq for that number of years, and and uh, that's where I'm where I'm going with this is you you found a um, a routine that you got into. Uh, can you elaborate on that? Um, yeah, when I first got to Iraq, I was um, fat. I was 235 pounds. And how tall are you, Tom? 6'2". 6'2", okay. And um, I couldn't hang from a bar. I couldn't do three push-ups. Okay. And my PSD said I was fat and I needed to get into shape. And they suggested CrossFit. And so I read about it and uh, had my first workout in December of 2005. And then I just... Um, use the crossfit.com site as a guide and I did it myself. I, I worked out with the PSD and then when there wasn't that, it was just me. I just did it on my own. And I followed the three on one off and have been doing that ever since. And your, for the, for the folks that don't know, PSD. Oh, um, personal security detail. It's the guys with the guns that drove me around in Iraq and Afghanistan. Excellent. So your PSD says, hey, Tom, um, let's get you um, moving in a different direction and suggested that you try this routine called CrossFit. Did you do any research before you went to it in terms of watching videos or anything like that? that oh, anything absolutely. that would have, okay. Absolutely. I Being did. an engineer uh, and an analytical oh, yeah. nature, I would think you probably dug into that, right? Everything spoke to me. It all made okay. sense. It was logical. And uh, this was back when there probably wasn't 300 boxes in the, the entire world at the time. Yeah, yeah, because Glassman, I think he published the first workout in 2000, I think is when it uh, came online. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, okay. And, and uh, one of the grounding films that I watched or 
videos was Nasty Girls. Nasty Girls. And that's that's a classic. That is a classic. Absolutely it is. Um, and did you know Eva Tordokins, one of the gals in that video was in a, um, a plane crash a few months ago um, with a friend of hers who I guess is a, you know, a, a hobby pilot and they had a crash landing. They both lived, but she definitely has got a long road ahead of her uh, recovery-wise. So and she was a world-class downhill skier. Yeah. Um, so very, very fit human being. And I would dare say that, you know, her durability that she's um, gained from just a lifetime of, of being active and probably, you know, dare say CrossFit methodology training has contributed to the, her ability to you know, come back or even survive such a, you know, horrible, you know, incident such as that. So, um, but yes, Nasty Girls is a, um, is definitely a, a classic CrossFit benchmark workout. And uh, so, in the fact that you saw that and, you know, um, you did, you dug into the methodology and the approach, uh, got you hooked probably before you, you started. If, uh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember your first workout? Um, I can't remember the name of it. It um, was uh, 100 push-ups, sit-ups, squats, and pull-ups, I think. I can't remember. It, uh, it was four. Barbara, possibly. But yeah, maybe it yeah. was Barbara. Yeah. Um, I think that's what that is. Gosh, I haven't done that one in a long time. Um, but it was obviously all scaled. I mean... There's no way I could even do a pull-up at the time. It and took me a year and a half before I could do pull-ups. Okay, okay. What uh, what base was this on? Um, in Iraq, uh, I was a private contractor, so we just took care of ourselves, And we just had a uh, villa in Baghdad, in the green zone, they called it. So I'd get to go over to the military uh, base, or at that time as Saddam's uh, White House, if you will. They had a real nice gym there that we could use. It wasn't quite yet geared for CrossFit the way things changed as the years went on, but there was everything basically there, and so you could get a workout in. And then I just went wherever I was. Um, we put our own gym in our villa in Baghdad, and then we then opened up another office in Erbil and did the same thing, a makeshift gym, just so us guys and in the house could work out. Gotcha. Okay. So circling back, um, you said it took you about a year and a half to get your first pull up. Was this a strict pull up or were these the, the kipping? The, these were kipping pull kipping. ups. Okay. And, and I, I made a mistake in not doing strict pull ups to begin with. And, uh, but just keep after it long enough and sooner or later you, once you get one then you're home free right <laughs> one becomes two right That's two right. becomes four you know and I'm glad you, you touched on that um, you know can you elaborate a little to to the listeners about why you you feel the the way that what you just expressed as far as you know going with the kit versus the strict I mean it's it's all in the background of CrossFit basics you you learn the basics and then you go from there and the, and the kip is a pretty violent on your body movement compared to a strict and once you have your strict and the strength to do the strict then the kip is is almost second nature yeah and I you know I, I think um, and we're, we're planning to, actually the coaches we're gonna get together and we're gonna have a little powwow um, we're going to start uh, putting our heads together and doing some of these together. And, and one of the topics definitely on the list 
of discussion is is the pull-up, you know, the almighty pull-up. And um, I, I mean, I remember a time growing up and, and, and just knowing that or thinking that the pull-up was just a pull-up, right? There was no violent, you know, whipping around a bar and changing angles below the waist or anything like that, you know, going on. It was, hey, you had, you had strict pull-ups. The body stayed in a straight line of action and you either had them or you didn't. So, um, and Glassman has even come out and, and expressed um, very loudly that he, he regrets the, the kip being um, introduced the way it was and how it just kind of caught on like wildfire and, um, you know, kind of like dragging the, the, the cart before the horse, if you will. So, um, but I, I'm glad to hear you say that. And I've seen you work diligently on your pull-up um, capability and obviously you've you've been able to uh overcome that limitation of not being able to do straight pull-ups before kipping pull-ups so uh, are you still practicing that pretty regularly after classes or yeah um after class there's three or four of us that we just see how many strict pull-ups we can do okay and uh after being off for quite a while i'm just now back up to seven yesterday Okay, so and I think down. the most I, I I was here the day you did eleven, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, eleven strict. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's impressive. I mean, like I said, if if I'm half as fit as you are at your age, when I when I get there, hopefully I get there, um, I won't have any complaints. So, <laughs> um, so let's let's um, let's kind of dive into you know your 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 profession is taking you all over the world. Um, well, to certain places of the world, right, and, and parts of the country, obviously, but you you have a um, you have a pretty interesting lifestyle, and uh, I mean, from what I can tell, in the sense, and what I mean by that is, you know, we'll get an email from Tom every so often. Hey guys, I'll see you in about two months or six <laughs> weeks, and uh, you know, obviously, we know you're out doing your thing. So, if you don't mind elaborating, um, even to folks that work out next to you, again, they may not know this. Uh, but what, what kind of things do you do when you take these hiatus? We, um, because we traveled so much, we got, we got bit by it, and that's what we like to do. We like to travel. Um, when I was working, I'd get maybe two or three weeks of vacation a year, and you know, one week you go to one parent's, and the other week you go to another parent's, and you might get a week vacation, and when you do, you run, and you see this, and you run, and you see that. And we didn't want to do that anymore. And when I retired, we said, let's just chill out. So uh, we found a place in Scotland we liked. We went there for seven weeks. Um, I found a box there, uh, Castle Douglas. I worked out there three days a week, so I didn't lose anything. And we would just rent a car, um, drive all over the place, rent a house, and stay in the house as a home base, and get to know the people and the towns and the community and just take our time and get to know the country and then go to another country and do the same thing. Right. So that's, that's what we do is we just travel around. Yeah, so that's, that's, uh, that's your recreational fun besides your, you know, your love of fitness. Yeah. yeah. Um, when did you retire, what year? In 2013, I was 62. Okay, 13 uh, year retirement at the age of 62. And then um, between 13 and 14, however many months that was what were you doing for your fitness I came here in, in 13 in July of 13 July of 13 on oh, there I wasn't 14 my fault July of 13 okay so you were it was pretty much right after then yeah, huh? as soon yeah. as I got okay. here I started looking for boxes and I remember walking into your box at the other place and yeah right off the tollway that's yeah. right yeah okay um, 
what how many countries have you and Barbara been been able to visit that's I guess I'd have to look at a list but I would say 25 or 30 Wow Wow something like that. yeah yeah that's I want to be you <laughs> I, I got a lot of work to do <laughs> so what's what's your favorite favorite country that you visited to date that's just impossible to, <laughs> to answer. Uh, we really, really enjoyed Quito. Okay. It's 10,000 feet. Um, it's right on the equator. Um, it's beautiful weather. The people are fantastic. Um, but we also lived in Nassau, Bahamas for a year. Oh, and, wow. Okay. Um, my wife got certified on the James Bond's wrecks, uh, open water. And that's what our recreation would be, was every weekend we'd do a two-take dive. Oh, wow. Okay, so you guys scuba dive too, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, I'm learning all kinds some, of cool she's things. She's done some pretty wild things for me. I was bitching and complaining when I would turn 40 that I never got to do anything. Uh -huh. I never got to skydive or any glider ride or anything. So for my 40th birthday, she got me a two-jump bungee cord over the parking lot of a Chevy dealer in California. <laughs> she got me a glider ride over the mountains out there. Um, and she got me a skydiving here in uh, Dallas. Okay. A and tandem you, jump. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that was, cool. that was when you were 40? That was when okay. I was 40. Okay. Yeah. So did any of that stick in terms of wanting to do more of those, bungee or skydiving? I'm real careful when I ask her yeah. <laughs> and complain about uh -huh. it anymore. Because it seems like she'll deliver, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, it was fun, but I did it. Yeah. That's, that's good. Check that box. Yeah. There you go. I'd like to do more scuba diving, but I'm just not in the place to do it because that's just so easy and relaxing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the ocean is, um, I mean, especially if you're open water scuba diving. I've never done that myself, but uh, it's definitely one place I know I don't belong is the open ocean. So, uh, I don't know. I, I, I could be convinced to do it, but it's definitely not on my list of high-priority items to check off. Uh, there's other things that are in front of that. So, But um, that's, that's still neat that you, you, know, you do that and you guys enjoy that, especially as a couple, too. Yeah. You know, so... Um, what does she think about your your uh, love of fitness? I think that she's uh, impressed that I've stuck with it as long as I have. Yeah. And uh, I think she likes the physical results of what CrossFit does to your body. It just makes you fit and trim. Keep, keeps you young, right? Yeah, Fountain absolutely. of youth. Yeah. And I mean, you, if you, you fly correctly. Things, you can do things that other people, especially at this age, just can't possibly do. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously you've been doing it since '03, right? And, no, 05. or '05, sorry, '05. Um, you know, and here we are, and coming up on 2020, so uh, you know, almost 15 years. 14 or, years this Christmas. Yeah, this Christmas, 14 years. Gosh, my math. I, I grew up in Garland. My math <laughs> is is really really uh, suspect sometimes. And just to correct the workout that you were referencing, that the hundreds is actually called Angie. 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 Yeah. So. Um, but uh, I had a question for you. You've been to Ireland, right? Yes. Did you see any puffins? Yes, we did. You did? Yeah, we went to the Cliffs of Moher, uh -huh. and uh, the puffins were in a cage. Okay. We didn't see them out in the wild. Okay. That's where they're supposed to be. Okay. Yeah. Some of you are probably thinking Tom and I are just blowing smoke, and, you know, the puffins, what, what, puffins, those don't exist. 
if you don't know what we're talking about and you think we're, we're just blowing smoke, go ahead and just Google puffins. You'll be pleasantly surprised uh, of what they are. They're, it's not a, 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 a delicatessen. It's not a snack or anything like that or anything weird. It's, you'll see. Anyhow, um, but I did want to ask you that question because um, I thought that'd be an interesting question to ask you. So, um, well, you know, when you came to us, <clears throat> you'd already been obviously established in, in your routine. Um, and you're here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, um, and, and Friday. Sometimes, now, there's, there was, uh, uh, yeah, pretty much five days a week. Now, now I'm five yeah. days a week. Yeah, because you were really four pretty consistently. Four, yeah. And uh, Clark talked me into uh, trying five days. Okay. I'm glad I did because I feel better doing it five days and four days. Okay. I don't lie. Interesting. Okay, so Clark McDaniel, he's another nooner. Um, Clark, if you're listening, um, shout out to you. Um, you, he suggested, hey, Tom, why don't you come in five days a week? And you were thinking to yourself, what? I, I didn't know if my body could take it. Yeah. And so I just gave it a shot, and it worked out to my benefit. Okay, yeah. What do you think for you in your mind, I mean, how do you wrap it up in your mind of your approach? Do you look at the workouts before you come in, or do you just show up and you know you're going to do the work regardless and you, you take it as it comes or do you have any kind of mental prep that you go through or any any physical prep anything that you do well um when i get back home from a workout i log it i've logged, logged every single workout i've ever done um that's the engineer in you that's yeah and then i look at what's on store for the next day okay and then first thing in the morning, I review again what's on store so I can make sure I pack all the gear I need for the workout. Excellent. Yep. Very prudent. <laughs> um, do you go through any visualization of the workout movements? If you think you, you try to process and break out like the rep schemes that you're going to try to go for, the amount of weight, anything like that? Um, not really. Um, if it's, if it's um, a bar that's loaded, I'll go back and see what... I did before okay um, but I don't I just go out and do it yeah That's head down and, and, and uh, just, lean into it just lean into it just keep one step in front of the other until it's done yes sir yes sir um, any words of advice you could give to you know somebody starting out new or even maybe not even hadn't even started maybe they just they've been kind of lurking and they're just not sure about this whole fitness thing and, and that uh, you know it might be too intense for them. Don't be intimidated. I mean, it, there's so much information out there, both good and bad, that just give it a shot. And the beauty of it is that it is scalable in every regard possible. So regardless of your physical conditioning, you can do a scaled version and get the same benefit and you will improve and just keep sticking with it. And then once you come in here and you start meeting the people, you find out that, this, hey, this is pretty nice. These people are great. The noon class uh, is definitely a very fun class. Um, there's a lot of characters in the noon class. And those of you that are in the noon class, you, I'm sure you know who we're talking about. But I won't name any names. Um, we'll protect the innocent in this case, or the guilty, rather. Uh, but uh, if you are on the fence, uh, you heard it from Tom himself, you know, just give it a try. Obviously, I feel, you know, depending on the location that you're in, 
if you're local, hyper local to us, to, uh, to us, obviously we'd love for you to come by and, and, and uh, reach out to us in some shape or form and, and, and you know, get your intro scheduled. But um, as you heard the man himself, he's been doing this for quite some time and uh, he's, he's um, you know, the proof is in the pudding and, and especially if you know Tom. And if you haven't met Tom, then you know, you should get up here and, and, and do yourself a favor because Tom is the real deal. Uh, and we're, we're really lucky to have you as a part of our community and, you know, we get to see you on a regular basis. And again, you're inspiring a lot of people here, Tom, whether you realize it or not, people look up to you and they appreciate, you know, who you are and what you are. So, um, I'll, I'm going to wrap it up with that, but I do have one question to ask you. Room, your room, your, uh, your car or your desk, which one do you clean first? Clean first? My car. Clean the car first. All right. <laughs> you got to take Barbara out in a clean car, right? <laughs> All right. Well, Tom, I'm going to uh, wrap it up here. Again, I thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. And, uh, you know, maybe sometime in the future we have you on and we do a travel-specific um, segment. And you can give us you know, tips and insights of places you've been and what to look for when you go there and maybe places to avoid. And, um, but I think, you know, we've got a fair amount of people that like to travel in the community as well, and they would definitely get uh, a lot of use out of that. So I thank you very much, Tom. Certainly. Thank you.